Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. I've got a scary story out of England, but this kind of thing can happen here. In fact, something very similar to what happened in Michigan. So we'll talk about that in a second, but a lot of people send this to me. British post office scandal. Inquiry resumes into one of the greatest miscarriages of justice. Brian Melly wrote this to the Associated Press. An inquiry into one of Britain's gravest injustices resumed recently as momentum grew to compensate and clear the names of more than 900 post office branch managers wrongly convicted of theft or fraud because of a faulty computer system. They weren't just accused. They weren't just arrested. They were convicted. A lawyer looking into the post office scandal grilled an investigator who denied he and others acted like mafia gangsters in the original probe that postal employees said left them bankrupt and broken. The inquiry that began three years ago resumed the day after the prime minister vowed to introduce unprecedented legislation to reverse the convictions following a television docudrama that created a huge surge of public support for the former postmasters. He said, this is one of the greatest miscarriages of justice in our nation's history. People have worked hard to serve their communities, had their lives and their reputations destroyed through absolutely no fault of their own. The victims must get justice and compensation. So in addition to this inquiry, police are investigating possible charges related to the investigation and prosecution. So here's what we do know. After the post office rolled out a Horizon Information Technology System, or HITS, some people would note that you can shuffle those letters around and get a different word, developed by Japanese company Fujitsu in 1999 to automate sales accounting, local post office managers began finding unexplained losses And they were told they were responsible to cover the losses. So a new accounting system is brought in, and suddenly all these post offices are coming up short. The state-owned post office maintained that Horizon was reliable and accused branch managers of dishonesty. Between 2000 and 2014, around 900 postal workers were wrongly convicted of theft, fraud, and false accounting, while some went to prison and others were forced into bankruptcy, apparently defending themselves or trying to pay the money back. In total, more than 2,000 people were affected by the scandal. Others said their marriages fell apart and reported becoming community pariahs. A group of postal workers took legal action against the post office in 2016, and three years later, the High Court in London ruled that Horizon contained a number of bugs, errors, and defects. The post office knew There was a serious issue about the reliability. Failures of investigation and disclosure were so egregious as to make the prosecution of any of these cases an affront to the conscience of the court, one justice wrote. To date, just 95 convictions have been overturned, but it looks like pretty much most of them, if not all of them, are bad. Post office minister uh, said that that's what's going on with respect to 95 convictions having been overturned so far. The moment of reckoning was a long time in the making, but it was turbocharged by a four-part television docudrama that aired on January 1st and fueled public outrage that led to days of bruising headlines about the post office and sparked a swift response by lawmakers. The show is an ITV called Mr. Bates vs. the Post Office, told the story of a branch manager uh, who has spent nearly two decades trying to expose the scandal and exonerate his peers. Despite hundreds of news stories over the years about court hearings and the continuing public inquiry, the show, seen by millions, rapidly galvanized support for victims 
of the injustice. And this is a great example of how news sometimes doesn't quite get through to people. Because people are so used to reading about stuff in the news where, you know, plane crashed here, train crashed there, tsunamis, earthquakes, uh, some scandal at the post office. And when it's made personal with a docudrama, where there's actors on screen playing these roles and people can suddenly relate to them, they go, oh, oh, that one right there bugs me. So more than a million people signed an online petition calling for former post office chief executive to lose her commander of the order of the British Empire. That's a title she received back in 2018. By the end of Tuesday, she said she would relinquish it. So that's something that Americans don't quite have a parallel to. But there are these different um, titles you can be given uh, in, in, in England. And so here we have the Order of the British Empire, OBE. Um, I know people who've been offered some of those and have turned them down. Uh, but here she was given it. And then apparently now enough people are <laughs> angered about what happened while she was in charge, that she's going to relinquish it. New attention was paid Thursday as a public inquiry resumed on television with all eyes on a post office investigator who appeared rattled as he was accused of bullying and intimidating suspects who said he accused him of lying. Now, he denies that, but post office branch owners and employees typically lived in the communities where they're operated, and many of them became outcasts when accused of stealing. Uh, A former clerk at a post office in Heighton near Liverpool told the inquiry that after being falsely accused of stealing 3,000 pounds in 2003, her marriage fell apart, she lost her house, and she ended up homeless with her young daughter. She told the inquiry, it's scandalous, it should never have happened. I wasn't the only one, but that's what I was told. It's only you, you're the only one. Uh, Another uh, sub-post mistress in Tiverton, in Devon, was accused of stealing around 71,000 pounds, or about $90,000, said she felt broken by being sentenced to 18 months in prison after being convicted in 08. She had to leave her three children, and that strained their relationship and struggled to get a job after her release. So there's more to the story than that, but that's the gist of it. So there is a post office that is nationwide, and they bring in a new accounting system, and the new accounting system starts showing, oh, there's money missing here, money missing here, money missing here. And next thing you know, There are, oh, I don't know, 2,000 people affected by the scandal and hundreds of them get convicted of theft from the post office. Very, very serious charge. And after years and years and years of people complaining, going, this is nonsense, somebody goes, oh, it turns out the program had a problem. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of this now. Well, again, how do you take care of it now when somebody's life was ruined by this 10 years ago? And this is reminiscent and parallel to something that happened here in Michigan just a couple of years ago. And as you can imagine, in 2020, due to various events in the news, uh, there were a lot of people who became unemployed. So you could apply for unemployment. And at the time, they encouraged you to go online and apply for unemployment online rather than going and standing in line someplace, which they didn't want you to do, or calling in and being on hold for 19 hours. So... People are going online and applying for unemployment. And the amount, the number of people applying for unemployment was so large that it overwhelmed the commission that oversees it. And so it just so happened they had a computer program. They had a system with a computer program that would, that would study the applications and determine whether you're eligible. And somewhere along the line, I don't know if it was the same program or a different program, 
But they had another program that would go back and take a look at applications made in the past and money paid out. And it's unclear exactly how it worked because some of this stuff is proprietary. But people who've studied it now will tell you that they had this thing set too aggressively. And it would single people out and go, this person here got money they were not entitled to. This person here got money they were not entitled to. And that causes several problems. One is if you weren't entitled to money, you got to give it back. And number two, if you weren't entitled to money, if you made false statements to get the money you're not entitled to, that's a problem also. So people started getting these letters that would say, we've determined that you are not entitled to this money. One, pay it back. And two, we're going to come after you and prosecute you because we think you committed some kind of fraud against the government when you applied for this by saying this, 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 and this. And there were all kinds of people who got those letters. And a lot of them are like, number one, I deserved that money. And number two, I made no false statements. What are you talking about? And so there was a, a massive like wave of people who got caught up in that. And several people went to attorneys, quite a few probably. And several attorneys, however, looked at this and said, okay, there's the problem. The problem is that program they're using. And lawsuits got filed, which were class actions, as you might imagine. And it turns out that they now kind of understand and will sort of admit that the program was probably set a little bit too aggressively. And a lot of the people, a lot of the people who got the money deserved it and didn't make any false statements or anything wrong with what they did. But the weird part is, is that we're now at a point in our culture, in our civilization, actually, where people will trust a machine Okay, and there's some machines you can trust, right? You get in your car and you drive it, and you and you, you know, you're not putting your entire life in the hands of the car because you're controlling the car. But you do trust that, you know, when you get in your car this morning, you're driving along, you hit your brakes, the car will stop. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that there is now computers, machines, programs that we trust to, to do our thinking for us, and we trust them to make decisions for us. And so when somebody applies for unemployment and we have a machine approve or disapprove that claim, they're asking for trouble. But when you ask a machine to likewise go through all the past applications we've gotten, see which ones were granted, and see whether those people who got them granted were entitled to it. And if they weren't, send them a letter that says, one, pay it back, two, you might be prosecuted. Shouldn't there be more humans involved in that process? Now, I understand you might say, but Steve, the first part where you talk about, you know, somebody applies and they, and they get granted it, if it allows you to make the payments faster and these people need the money, doesn't that make sense to allow a machine to make that decision? Yeah, if it's extremely accurate, but what happens if the machine starts giving out too much money and it's not the fault of these people? Because that was another allegation that the state raised later. Well, whether or not you made all truthful statements in your application, you still weren't entitled to money. Pay it back. And there I can see our arguments on both sides of that. I'm not going to get into that. My bigger concern was that a computer program someplace was trusted to say that person there should be prosecuted. That person there should be prosecuted. And those decisions should not be made by computers, programs, algorithms, or whatnot. They, those decisions should be made by humans. So when the machine, computer, kicks back this thing and says that person there committed fraud, then it should be sent to a human who should basically start from square one and go, okay, did this person commit fraud? Because if they had done that, because I know a lot of people want to say, Steve, 
There are too many people for them to do that with. There's only too many because the computer was too aggressive. So if a human had looked at the first one that got kicked back and said, oh, is this a righteous filing? If it's not, you go, oh, wait a second. Put that aside. Let's take a look at the second one. How's that look? Oh, that's a problem also. We might have a problem with the system, not with those people. So there is your problem. But I remember hearing about this. I've been hearing about this over the years, that there was a problem with postmasters being accused of theft. And I didn't quite get how widespread it was. And I've read a couple articles about it, but apparently it was the made-for-TV movie series that aired recently where they actually had a portrayal of one person's life being destroyed by this. And a lot of people are like, wow, that's crazy. And then you go, oh, wait, there's 900 people who were wrongfully convicted of theft or fraud because of this? 900? And so if one story reaches you, what about the 900? That's, that's crazy. So they're getting to the bottom of this. But again, some of these people did not recover from this. Some of these people lost their homes, their marriages, obviously their careers. And now here we are years later and they're saying, okay, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. So better late than never. But unfortunately, it will not make all these people whole. So British Post Office scandal. Inquiry resumes into one of the greatest miscarriages of justice. Brian Melly wrote that at the Associated Press. And a lot of people sent this to me, including Mark Phillip, who has been sending me notes all along saying, Steve, you're going to need to cover this eventually because this is a huge story. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. To find yourself, think for yourself.